All right, so I just ate my bacon, egg, and cheese and avocado bagel. And let me tell you, it was delicious. It was so good. But today is officially the first day of my rest challenge. And so what does it look like? What does it mean? Basically, I am resting for the next two weeks. And that means not doing any work. And so in order to figure out like, okay, what is resting? What is working? I had to define what rest was. Shout out to my husband. He, he said like, I need to write down what rest is. And so at first I wrote down these descriptions of, excuse me, what work is. At first I wrote down these descriptions of work and I said stuff like, you know, stuff that feels hard or forced. Here we go. What is work? Um, anything, mm, anything forced, not flowing, striving, trying to be just not, not just being overcomplicating, over explaining, self-doubt, fear, self-harm, labor, bone dry labor, exhausting myself, going too far, too fast, doing things I don't want to do, obligations and unaligned expectations, unfulfilling effort, ignoring my gentle nudge nudgings, and betraying myself and compromising and lying to myself. So that's what I wrote down about work. And I said, under that, I said, I don't want to do anything that feels like work, nothing. I want to trust God, myself, my makeup and my inner workings and let the chips fall where they may. So I've been reading the Nat Ministries book or um, Trisha Hersey's book, um, Rest as Resistance. And she was really inspiring to me because in that book, she talks about how she took a let the chips fall where they may approach. Meaning like what's going to happen is going to happen. I'm going to rest either way, right? Because the question is that I have for myself, what could be better than taking care of myself? Like, yes, I feel like I have all these obligations and I have to make the videos and I have to edit them, I have to post them, I have to, you know, do my podcast and start the business and all this other stuff, but I haven't really given myself time or room to rest. And so the question really is like, what is more important than taking care of myself? Is me posting a YouTube video really more important than me taking care of myself? You know what I mean? Is, is the pressure of um, like, this pressure that's not real, that we make up and we put on ourselves, like, I have to do this. Who says you have to do anything, right? Like, like what is that and where is it coming from? Because even in me wanting to post, it's coming out of fear, right? Like, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Either way, I've been feeling tired for a long time and I was trying to figure out how I can go on a break and rest. I told y'all that I'm trying to become a well-rested black woman, but I really think I need to start with just like resting like full stop, cold turkey, no work. Um, meaning that for the next two weeks, and we'll see if I, if I go longer, <laughs> for the next two weeks, I don't wanna work. And so I had then, um, because I wanna rest. I wanna rest, I wanna play, I wanna experiment. I want to give myself some room to stretch and to just be. And so I had to redefine what work is. And so finally I came to the conclusion that work is anything that is done for the exchange of something outside of myself. So I can do something for self-pleasure, um, for telling the truth, for, um, you know, love, that kind of stuff. But like doing things for the exchange of something, whether it be money or applause or recognition or being seen, I need to put that to the side. Why? Because I feel like, hmm, I feel like it's very easy to get addicted to the to the high of a like or a view or a comment, right? And that validating our work and our worth and our, like, it's like, oh, am I on the right track? It's like, oh, people are liking what I'm saying, so I must be, right? And so that's not what I wanna, that's not what I want to measure my being on the right track, right track by. So anyway, 
Um, yes. So I don't want to work for the next two weeks. The th what's crazy is, is that I feel like I'm all over the place, but I hope I'm making sense. But anyway, the crazy thing is, is that we're at my mom's house right now. So we downsized our apartment. We moved out um, to move into our RV. That didn't happen. Um, my husband got another job. And so that's fine. That's great. So we're staying with my mother right now. And so some people would call that a failure. Some people would say, you know, you're not like succeeding because the plan that I had was to downsize and to move into the RV and travel. But God had other plans. And at first I was kicking and screaming and frustrated. And then I said, you know what? This is actually an opportunity. Sometimes the things that we see as roadblocks and the things that we see as um, like an annoyance or something in the way of trying to get to where we're trying to go is actually an opportunity. And so I'm like, okay, girl, you are staying at your mom's house. You don't have to worry about food or shelter. You don't have to worry about um, anything else. Like you have everything you need, right? And the question I asked myself this morning is, do I have everything I need? And the answer is always yes. Even if I'm not in the predicament or the situation that I think I should be in, I always have everything I need. I have lungs, I have lungs, I have breath in my lungs, I have food in my belly, I have clothes on my back. You know what I'm saying? Like I have friends, I have lovely people in my life who, yeah, even if we weren't staying with my mom, they would see fit that we're taken care of. Like I have so much abundance around me, but focusing on what I don't have focuses on the lack focuses on what, what I don't have access to, this ideal version of what my life should look like. You know what I mean? And so that was taking away from my joy. Now, as far as the work goes, um, I know I need to take a break to recalibrate, to refocus. You know, I think that some clarity does come from doing, but some clarity comes from being quiet. So in my dream last night, I feel like God was talking to me. Um, I gotta write it down. In my dream last night, God basically said to me, silence is not the absence of clarity. Clarity can come from silence. And sometimes silence is the sign of clarity. I When I was laying in the bed, I was thinking about that. Like God gave me those words. Silence is not the absence of clarity. Clarity can come from silence. And sometimes silence can mean clarity. And I think what I'm clear on is that I deserve to be well rested and I'm taken care of and I'm abundant and I'm enough. And so with that clarity, I want silence, right? Silence, so to speak, like not being so busy, not doing stuff for applause or for money to gain something because I think I was really caught up in like, oh, I need to gain likes and followers and subscribers and all this stuff that doesn't satisfy the real issue. Like what, Alicia, what is the real issue? The the real issue is that I'm afraid of not posting, not sharing, not creating, not doing because I've I've spent so much of my life feeling like and believing that I am worthy because of what I create. I am worthy because of what I make. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if other people like it, then I'm good, right? And this is coming from a per person who people please her whole life. Her whole life, I people please. And so I think me wanting to take a break, I'm like, oh, I'm going to let people down and people are going to uns unsubscribe and the YouTube algorithm is not going to push me forward. And it's like, okay. And if that happens, then what? Does that mean that my work would not mean anything? Girl, we talking about two weeks here. We talking about two weeks and possibly into the new year, right? We're talking about two weeks to, this, to, to December 31st. You taking a break for what, six weeks is not erasing all the work you've done. It also doesn't have, it doesn't bear any weight on who you are. If anything, you're showing yourself that you are worthy by taking a break. You know what I mean? Um, so the whole goal for the next two weeks, I'm not working. 
I am resting, I am playing, I am experimenting, I'm, I'm, I'm communing. And it's actually kind of beautiful because we're going into the holiday season. And so if I do continue to do it through December, um, it's perfect because then I'll be able to connect and really be there present with other people, right? The wild thing is, is that I ask God to show me that he's trustworthy. I'll be honest, I've been, y'all saw, saw the video already. Like I've been struggling with feeling like God really sees me and is really taking care of me. And um, I have trust issues with God. I'm not even gonna lie. I have trust issues because I felt like I've trusted God and he did let me down. And things didn't pan out the way that I wanted them to pan out. And while I know that things happen the way that they need to, I was hurt. I was hurt. I was disappointed, broken. You know what I mean? And um, I asked God to show me that he's trustworthy. I'm like, please show me that. I want to believe you. I want to trust you. I want to believe in you. I want I want to see your goodness. I want to see your hand moving. I want to see you working in my life, right? But how I'm going to do that, I'm not giving him an opportunity to work in my life, right? Like if I'm, the issue at the end of the day is that I want to be God. That's what I came to. I want to be in control of the story. I want to be in control of everything, which is why I grow frustrated when I feel like my efforts are not amounting to anything or amounting to what I want them to amount to, right? But what if what I have right now is enough? What if instead of focusing on what I don't have, I focus on what I do have? And rest allows us to pause and to contemplate and to really consider and give gratitude for um, the people we have, the things we have, the access we have, like the people we're becoming, the people we are, because in this moment, I am enough. I am everything, right? Like in this moment, I am everything I need to be, right? Like I'm not everything, but you know what I'm saying? Like I'm everything that I need to be. I lack no good thing. I lack no good thing. And I'll share that with you all later, the writing I gave to myself. But basically, right, um, day one. So every day I'm trying to focus on a scripture that is either talk, talking about rest or trust, rest or trust. So today's scripture is Psalm 27 and it says, Sometimes, excuse me, some trust in chariots, some others in horses, but I will trust in the Lord, my God, right? And the question I ask myself is, what have I been trusting more than God? What have I been putting my trust in? And I had to be honest with myself, right? Like, because the only way to heal is to face, to confront and to go through. Like, I don't want to avoid myself. I'm not trying to play, you know, play it nice. Like, no, like the only thing that is kind to me, the only the kindness is not hiding from my problems. Kindness is facing them on and being so committed to myself that I'm going to be honest with myself, right? So the things that I wrote down that I have been trusting in more than God, my own strength, my own might, right? Forcing things and not flowing. When I feel like something is being forced, it's because it's my ego. It's because I'm trying to make something happen that I think should happen, right? Um, I've been trusting in modes of money making as an artist so like with youtube which is why i go frustrated when stuff doesn't work because ad revenue don't really pay that much let's be real it don't pay that much um i make more on you know photo gigs and stuff like that than i do on youtube right now and so hopefully in the future that happens but it's not happening right now and so instead of me listening to my soul and my spirit about what to create i'm i can feel the pull to create stuff that people want to see as opposed to what i want to create and that comes from lack, right? That comes from scarcity because I believe that my ideas aren't good enough. And I, and I believe, and I buy into the belief that I have to please other people in order to be celebrated, which is going back into the people pleasing thing. People pleasing rears its ugly head in so many different ways. Other things I'm trusting in, other people's opinions, their thoughts, their methods, their direction, even when it feels out of alignment. I might still do something that feels out of alignment simply because other people 
say that I should do it, right? And I know that I don't want to do it, but I'm like, well, let me, let me try it. And then I'd be mad when it don't work out because I spent all this energy doing something I didn't want to do in the first place or pumping out stuff just to have stuff up out there, right? What I love about what I do is that what I say is what I mean, and it is in alignment most times. Um, but I need to change my focus on the outcome of the thing that I can't control. I cannot control the outcome. I need to focus, change my focus from that to the work that I'm doing and that being enough because I always have enough like to do the work that I need to be doing. People always get the message they need to hear, right? It's not about the numbers. It's not about, and I know that we say that and like vanity metrics are very much a thing. Like people are focused on how to get more subscribers, more looks, more whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm trying to change my energy and put that more into like, how do I serve the people who want to be served? How do I take care? How, how do I become a good steward over what God gave me? Whether that be resources, people, time, energy, you feel me? And following the grind and the hustle of the algorithm on YouTube, because that's all it is. It's just hustling and grinding in a different way online. Like it takes you out of alignment. It takes you out of alignment and it makes you betray yourself. Other things I'm trusting in, my hustle, grind, overworking, um, others' affirmations and applauses, people pleasing. Like it's my it's my drug of choice. Like it is, it is a thing that I have been addicted to because I felt so unseen. And really getting to the heart of that thing, right? It's not even about like, oh, I want to be the greatest in the world. It's really like, I just want to be seen. Because I spent so much of my younger years not being seen, not being valued, not being heard, right? And so with all this like newfound attention, it's like, Alicia, you still got to mind, your, you still got to love yourself. You feel me? Like, even if I never posted a video, even if I didn't have a patron, even if I didn't have a subscriber or whatever, would I still love myself? Would I still feel enough? The answer you would hope be yes, but who knows? Like if I'm chasing the wind, if I'm chasing people's approval and their applause now, if I didn't have any of that, I would probably be doing it in a different way. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. I'm forcing my will and not flowing, right? So I wanna be in a state of flow. I don't wanna do anything that feels like I have to do it, like out of desperation. And out of desperation, um, frustration, uh, anxiety. I don't want to do that. I want to do that from a full cup. I want to be able to be well rested enough to make decisions not based on lack or fear. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got to post this because if I don't, then I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want that to be the reason behind me doing anything. The fear of lack, the fear of not having, the fear of people not getting it. I want the reason why I share something or create something to just be for joy, for pleasure, but also for purpose. I want everything to have an intention that is not just rooted in vanity you know, um, uh, trusting in the world systems and algorithms and the pressure, right? Capitalism, bondage, wickedness. It's all wickedness. It's all wickedness. And so to that, now that I've been honest about what have I been trusting in more than God, the next question I ask myself is, how can I begin to trust God? Putting it all down for a season, retreating. I feel like the number one act of worship I can do right now is just give, give God all the things. Like here, just take it. Like I'm anxious, I'm frustrated, it's not working, I'm annoyed, you know what I mean? Here, just take everything, just take it. All of my endeavors, like let me just lay it here. You do with it what you wanna do with it, but I wanna retreat into myself and into God. You feel me? Like, I'm, like I'm, I'm trying to get like recentered, refocused, realigned, and I can only do that by going to the manufacturer who put me together, which is why I'm going back to the Bible and things like that. Um, and it's just for me, obviously, because some people don't believe in God, but I do. Like, I I do. And the only way for me 
to get back in alignment is to get black, go, like going to a chiropractor, right? The chiropractor knows how the spine is supposed to align. They know what needs to be fixed and adjusted, right? And I feel like by going to God and really tucking away from the world, um, God can readjust some things that I, that he couldn't if I was always moving and on the go and being distracted. And I also want to see myself. So yeah, so I'm retreating for a season, putting it all down and saying, what else is better than taking care of myself? How can, how, how can I better honor God than by taking care of my body? It's not possible. It's not possible to better honor God than to take care of myself. All this other stuff is extra and it's for the ego. Let's be real. It's not even for God. Half the stuff that we do don't even be for God to be for us to make us feel some sort of significance. But the thing is, God is like, I knitted you, I knitted you together. You had significance. You have it. You haven't lost it. I just want you to come back home to it. And that's what I'm trying to do is just come back home to that significance. That I am okay. That I am secure. Okay. Um, how can I begin to trust God? Seeking God's presence, healing, his hands. Like truly asking and seeking. Um, follow and trust the internal nudgings. My intuition, my knowing. Right? Um, in all ways of life intuitively eating, intuitively moving my body, intuitively creating, like not thinking about the outcome in mind, but really following the moments. What would be the best way to love my body right now? What would be, be the best way to show love to this person right now? How can I be better? How can I be present more? Like asking those questions, because those are the questions, those are the questions that matter. Um, um, flow, letting go and flowing. Like either way, it's going to be beautiful. No matter what I create, no matter what moment I'm in, it's going to be beautiful because my heart is in it and I'm present. No matter what the outcome is for other people, whatever I create is going to be beautiful because I'm being myself. I'm being honest. I'm being authentic. You know, um, consulting God and my intuition on ideas. St um, stop asking for permission and just exercising it. I ask for permission so often. I feel like we all do in some ways, right? We're looking for someone to put the stamp of approval on our ideas and our talents and all these different things. We're asking people for permission. And it's like, we're asking for permission, but we're never gonna find it because it's not out there, it's in here. Like we have permission. We have permission. We have free will. We have permission to do the things. And you know the things you're supposed to be doing. I know the things I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm always asking other people permission first. What do you think of this idea? How does this look? Like, and it sounds well-wishing. Sometimes I can seek wisdom, right, from people when I'm really stuck. But sometimes I don't be stuck because I don't even give myself a chance to think about it. How am I stuck? And I give myself a chance to think about it. How did it work? <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh Allowing God the opportunity to show, to show me that he truly is trustworthy. Yielding myself, my wants, my desires, the way that I think things should go for his things. Like just being open to life, just flowing. Um, and I feel like life gets better because you're not trying to control everything. When you're trying to control everything in life, it sounds miserable because then you have the burden of playing God. You want to be God so bad and then you play God and you wonder why you burned out and stressed out and all this other stuff. Because you're not supposed to be playing God. It's, it's too heavy. It's too much to bear. Um, let's see. Uh, yes. Resting. Truly resting. Honoring the fact that I am not God. I am not God. That's not my job. It's God's great pleasure for me to truly rest. To let God be God. I'm not getting in the way. Being quiet. Sitting down. Sitting in silence. Reading. Like just being. Not consuming to become, but consuming just because it's, it's delicious. It's beautiful, right? Like not exercising because I hate my body, right? But like 
exercising because I love it, moving it in a way that is loving and not like, oh, I'm trying to get rid of you. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Leave you behind that negative energy. Like, no, the energy of no, I deserve goodness. And so I'm going to do good things for my body, for myself. Okay. Um, asking God for guidance and trusting the answer and knowing, right? Because sometimes we ask questions we already know the answer to, but we're looking for um, a way out or we're looking for a different way or we're looking for a way to invalidate ourselves and God. And I'm tired of doing that. Like, God, what do you want me to do? Boom. There's the answer. Just go. Right. Not being attached to what I think should happen or how I think it should turn out. But just going and being open to the beautiful possibilities, the endless possibilities of what could be. Putting down what makes me anxious, taking my time, taking a step back and resting. Yeah. Um, the next way that I can trust God is by making life simple and easy. I overcomplicate everything. Everything don't have to be a thing. So I just sat my, my phone here and I was like, let's just talk. Because, yeah, I, I want to share the journey, right? And I want to be as honest and authentic as I am because it's just easier. So with any resting journey, I think sometimes you need to write down your why. You need to write down, like, why are we doing this? Because even if you have the greatest intentions, if your why is not strong enough, like, to be like, oh, I actually do want to do this. This actually does matter to me. Um, you're going to drop it. <laughs> you're going to drop it if you don't really consider a why, not just any why, but a why that is rooted in truth, a why that you can feel. And so this morning I took some time and was like, what am I resting for? Like when I want to go back to work, when I want to overdo, when I want to make something a thing and complicate something, what is the list of reasons why that I can go back to that will ground me and get me together? So I'm going to read you a few of mine. I rest because, like it's like I rest because, so I rest because I want to learn to trust God. I am healing my exhausted bloodline. So, okay, the first one, I want to learn to trust God. I can only do that by resting and trusting. Um, the second one, I'm healing my exhausted bloodline. My ancestors are tired. They were exhausted. They worked nonstop so that I can live the life that I'm living now, whether they knew it or not. You know, um, I'm resting on their shoulders. I see my mom working now in her 60s and she's overworking. She's exhausted. Her body is wearing down because of her exhaustion. And while I am trying to heal my own body, I'm also trying to rest so that my mom sees me resting and maybe she'll rest in turn and it'll be like a ripple effect. Right. Um, but also because I know epigenetics, right? Like not that I know it, but I know about it. The idea that you can pass down illnesses from um, from yourself to your child, whatever, um, is interesting to me because that part is like, okay, well, if my mother was exhausted, then I'm pro I was probably born exhausted, right? But also the cultures that we create make us exhausted. So it's not even just about the genetics. It's also about the culture that you create. And if I grew up in a culture where everybody was stressed and tense and worried and, you know, growing up as a child, I knew not to ask for money. Like my first interactions with money was like, it's a bad thing to ask for. It's a scary thing. It's a scarce thing. And so because of that, I wasn't able to really um, enjoy my childhood in a lot of ways. I was worried about things that I shouldn't have been worried about that I had no control over. I, I, I was 10. I couldn't work. Right. But I knew that money was an issue. And so I'm trying to create a different culture um, within myself, my marriage, my friends, my people, my family, so that in turn heals like our ancestral line, which is a line of exhaustion. And I was doing my ancestry work and a lot as in like on ancestry.com. And a lot of my ancestors died from strokes and heart attacks and like cancers, diseases from being exhausted and overworked, not taking care of yourself, not eating well. And granted, like we have we have privileges that they didn't have back then, like having fresh fruits and, ve and vegetables. Right. Like my grandfather had a garden. But for the most part, like he had nine kids, like he had to do what he had to do 
to take care of them kids. And sometimes that meant I hear my mom talking about it, like eating cow tongue or eating donuts and, you know, not knowing the difference. I talked to my grandmother before she passed um, in her interview and she was talking about how she fed her kids cake for dinner sometimes. And the, and the kids didn't know any better because, oh, cake, wonderful. But it was because she was poor. And so that like there's no nutrition. And I do think that God sustained her and like she, she lived well into her 80s and my family. Right. But um, was that the best? Was that the optimal thing that they could have had? The optimal thing they could have had is rest. You know what I mean? Time, resources. Um, like we know that black folks are resilient people, but it's like, why do we have to be so resilient all the time? You feel me? Okay, so anyway, healing my exhausted bloodline, honoring my ancestors by resting. My ancestors couldn't rest like I can. They'd have no option. So by me resting, I'm honoring my ancestors as well, as well as God. Um, I rest because I desire to heal illness, disease in my body and to prevent any further damage or disease in the future. So um, a lot of my aunts and uncles have glaucoma. A lot of them have these diseases that um, could be hereditary, but I think it's because of diet. I think it's because of lifestyle um, and privilege, right? Lack of privilege. They did the best with what they could. And so I'm trying to get to a place where I'm like, I, I claim I'm never going to have glaucoma. I'm not taking no eye drops. You feel me? Like I'm going to exercise my right to rest and hopefully that heals a lot in my body. Um, because me being anxious all the time and worrying about money and resources and people and blah, 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 like that can't be healthy. They can't be healthy to your body, right? Um, I rest because I am worthy. I'm a worthy human being. My being is enough. If I never did, made, became anything else, I'd still be worthy. And that's something that I feel like I have to learn in real time and real life. Like we say these things, but do we mean it? And how do you put that saying and that thought to practice? And I think a big part of putting that into practice is by showing myself, okay, you say that I'm worthy, so rest, don't do anything. Don't make me work to earn love, make me work, like don't make me put my soul to work to be seen. It's like, no, you're seen, you're taking care of, you're secure now, you're okay, you're okay, and I'm gonna take care of you. Saying that to myself, I'm gonna take care of you, like I got you. Um, I'll read you one more. Um, let's see, I rest because I'm tired, and I'm tired of being tired, that's self-explanatory, so let me read one more. I rest because rest is a gift, a free and luxurious gift, and Father God insists insists that I, a gift that Father God insists I wear always. We talk about Sabbath as Christians and as followers of um, Christ and God, like this idea of Sabbath and how Sabbath is like a day set aside to not work. And that is a is an act of worship and trust because it takes trust in God to rest. Right? It takes trust not to want to take things into your own hands and do it your own way and make things happen um, with your own might. Like it takes trust to do that, right? But also, rest is a gift. I don't have to do anything to earn it. I don't. Ha I don't have to. Like it's a gift. It was mandated because God knew, left to our own advances, we would work ourselves to death. We're addicted to working ourselves to death, especially as black people. We don't know no other story here in America. Our worth is literally tied to our work, right? And so, so that's the first part, right? But also Sabbath is more than just a day to me at this point in my life. It's not just a day that I put aside, like, okay, wait, I'm just not gonna work today. No, it's like an act of worship, an act of resting, like resting as a way of life. Again, shout out to Trisha Hersey and her work within that ministry, but like, Resting as a way of life. What does that look like? What does it look like to truly trust God, to truly rest? And I feel like to truly trust God means to rest. 
to, to not fiddle with everything, to not have to put your hands in everything, to walk away from something when something's not working and, and believe that if I give space between me and this thing, right? If I give space between me and this thing, it'll work out. It'll work out or it won't. And that's okay too, right? Like it's not up to me to make things work. It's up to me to be in that moment. And when I feel myself depleting, like I'm depleting myself of energy and resources and um, focus, maybe it's time to put a pin in it and come back to it later. Or to say, you know what, this isn't working. Let me do something else and not come back to it, right? Because we're, we're taught to be so committed and see things through and work hard and it's okay to quit. It's okay to give it up. It's okay to, again, let the chips fall where they may. And I think I'm really trying to take that mindset with my own life. Like reading that book, The Nat Ministry, like she said things in there that I've been saying that resonated with me because I really believe it in myself that I need to hear from somebody else. But also that book gave me permission to rest, to let the ch chips fall where they may, to let things fall apart. I've spent so much energy trying not to let things fall apart because I felt like it was all on me or it was a reflection of me. And it's like, that's not a reflection of you. The circumstance is not you, right? But I am me and I am sacred and I'm a sacred human being. Um, I, have, I have a whole page list and the one that stands out to me is nothing is more important than taking care of myself. That's why I rest because nothing, no job, no person, no expectation, no art, no nothing. Nothing is more important than me taking care of myself. Nothing, no thing. Um, yes. So I'm just going to read to you some affirmations that I wrote down for myself for day one. Um, and I hope that you can take this and apply this and shout out to Alicia in the future. I love you. I see you. Thank you for doing this because this is the beginning of something beautiful. This is the beginning of a new, well-rested, healthy, juicy life. Like there is going to be amazing things on the other side of your choosing to rest, of your choosing to trust God and allowing God to show you that he is trustworthy. So here we go. Dear Alicia, <laughs> I am here in this moment. I have all that I need. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. I like nothing. I have everything. I like no good thing. I open and avail myself to all, to all goodness, beauty, and joy in this moment, in this breath. I am safe. I am secure. I am well provided for. The illusion of lack is a lie. My God is abundant and he's taking good care of me. It is God's great pleasure to take good care of me. No longer will I be distracted by the fears of tomorrow or the patterns of yesterday. I am not there. In this moment, I am free. I am infinite. I lack no good thing. All I have is this moment, this breath, and that's all I really need. My belly is full, clothes are on my back. I'm surrounded by beauty and magic. I am well loved. I have all that I need with me. I have me. What a gift it is to have, behold, love, be me. I am living on my daily bread, on God's daily bread. There is no need to fear, to hoard, to hide. God sees me. God takes care of me. God smiles at me. A loving father, a faithful friend. You are safe. You are provided for. 
You are seen. You are secure. You are here. Here is enough. Here is everything. You are enough. Thank you for me. I thank you for this moment being everything. Yeah, so that's day one of my rest challenge. Um, and I'll talk more later in a, in a different video, but there are different ways to rest. It's not just about sleeping. It's not just about napping or not doing anything. Sometimes rest looks like creative play. It looks like doing stuff. Again, if work is doing something in the exchange of something else from somebody else, right? Validation, money, then everything else could be play. So me creating just for myself or just for fun or me, you know, taking myself out on a date or going to a museum, like all those things could be restful practices because it removes me from the need of being um, approved of. If I'm doing stuff just for myself, I don't need anybody else's approval except my own, nobody else's permission except my own. And so by unplugging from systems and um, work that validates me and, you know, strokes my ego, it allows me to just be present with myself and see myself as enough to do that hard work because that work is hard. It's easy to do things for people's applause. It's easy. It's harder to be by yourself. It's harder to rest. Um, I just feel good in this moment. I feel... I feel excited. I'm excited to let the chips fall where they may. And it sounds so crazy because it's only two weeks, like, girl, relax. But even if it is six weeks, like, why am I not worth that six, those six weeks? Why do I always have to be doing something? And I thought about, to be honest, I thought about posting something on my socials and stuff to be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking a break. I'm not doing that because that in itself is not even giving opportunity for trust and rest. It's still playing God. It's like, ah, I see what you're trying to do there, Alicia. I see what you're trying to do there. Alicia, um, me backing away, not saying anything. That is the the test because like, oh, maybe people like people could be like, oh, where is she at or whatever, right? Like that leaves room for, for the trust. And I also don't need to explain to anybody that I'm taking a break. I don't like, they're not my God. They're not, they're not my permission slip. Like that's my God and my permission slip. And I give myself permission too, you know? So, um, yeah, just like going cold turkey, like, no, I'm not doing it. I deleted apps from my phone to not make me feel productive, um, to just be able to be in the quiet with myself, no matter what's happening, but just like feeling the quiet, you know? So I'm excited. I know that something good is going to come from this obedience because I've been putting this off for weeks. I'm not going to lie, weeks, trying to figure out, oh, maybe if I batch record and then post it and then chop up old, you know, old stuff and then post it, but it's still holding on to that control of being seen. It's still holding on to that control of, I know when I'm trying to play myself. And God knows when I'm trying to play myself. I'm too smart to play myself. <laughs> so like, um, you know, just some reflection. I'm like, no, you're still trying to exercise control and you're still not letting go. Let go. Let go of your need to prepare to rest. Let go of your need to prepare other people or to over-explain or for people not to get it. Let go. Let go. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's day one. <laughs> All right, now I got to wrap up and head out because this weekend, there are a lot of things happening. But yes, rest, day one. We're doing it. One other thing I forgot to mention. Um, when I was talking about the description of what work is, how it's hard and dry and forcing or whatever, that's not how work is supposed to feel. And because I felt that way, it's not because the work I was doing was wrong. I think it was because... I was trying to force something to happen that wasn't really time for it to happen, 
right? It was time for me to take a break. And so everything I did felt forced because I'm out of alignment. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And so instead of um, me normalizing work being hard and dry and laborious or whatever, how about I create a different culture around work altogether? And I think that can be a separate video. I think we should talk about that because yeah, work doesn't have to be so draining. I think work can be enjoyable. The work I want to do, I want it to be impactful and helpful, but I don't think I have to drain myself of my life force in order to do that work. So that was a sign for me, writing down that description, looking looking over it like, huh, why does work feel this way? What is that? Why? No wonder why I want to take a break because work feels like this. Well, how about we change the definition of work? How about we change the culture around the work that I do? I'm interested. So different video, but I just thought I'd give that a thought. <laughs>